Welcome back to the Call Me By Your Game podcast. I'm your host, Connor McCabe, and on this show, I bring on a guest to talk about a meaningful video game from their past. On the show, we talk as much about what made playing the game fun, special, and what our guest might remember about it, as we will, about the context of when they really got into it for this meaningful time. A little bit of housekeeping up top is that if you're on social media, I'd encourage you to check us out, give us a follow, like everything I ever post on there, and you can do that in a few places. You can check us out on Instagram at Call Me by your game pod and on twitter at call me by your game but on twitter there is just one y so that's b-y-o-u-r there you can see what uh special events we have coming up if we're doing any streams you can see the episodes uh when i release them see the cool art i have and learn a little bit about our guests and if there's a way that they want us to support them it's going to be there as well you can also support the show a few different ways by give, leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you leave us uh, a five-star rating and review there, I'll see it and I'll shout you out on the show. You can tell us your favorite episode that you've listened to, maybe your favorite moment from the show, a game you hope to hear about, or really anything as long as it's not bigoted. Um, and if you do a review somewhere else, just feel free to hit me up on social media because uh, at either of those addresses because then – because that's the only place I see it, is Apple Podcasts. You can share the show with a friend, whether they love video games or the game we are talking about today. And lastly, you can check us out on Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. And there you can find a bunch of bonus video game content, not just from Call Me By Your Game, but from Inside Video Games and Gaming, The Reactivators, uh, and... Video games, a comedy show. Um, there's a bunch of fun stuff going on this year there. We just finished our Metal Gear Solid Games Club for the first half of the year. And coming up in the second half, we will have our Donkey Kong Games Club, uh, plus truly so much more. So, again, check us out at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. That'll do it for the housekeeping. And I'll finally introduce our guest for today. Uh, please welcome, uh, I've heard a Tomb Raider herself, uh, Celestial Zenith. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, thanks. <laughs> you are so welcome. Uh, you know, this has been just, the, the fans have been waiting. It's been such a long time coming. Those of our fans who heard you on the <laughs> Celeste co-op episode on our Patreon way back on, I, I don't know, I've as we went through already today, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Um, I typed in your email incorrectly like an absolute fool um and you know what i think Classic. i'm pretty sure i did this the first time that you came on the show to record because it auto completed the incorrect email address for me <laughs> and i think you must have texted me being like hey the where's exact the exact same thing yes yeah. and anyway <laughs> so that happened um but i did uh, i just sent you the file today for celeste uh so a long time coming but I looked, and we released that January 12th, 2021, so a whole year and a half ago. Um, feels just like a long time is all I really had to say. <laughs> I like the, the story leading up to it, though. It really, really oh, yeah. it out. A lot more yeah. detail, a long walk <laughs> to uh, to a really bland destination, but that's the that's the Connor McCabe guarantee. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, it was so fun having you on that episode with uh, Michael Hearn and Teo Yang talking about mm -hmm. just such a special game in Celeste. So, I mean, I've already been yeah. shouting out the Patreon, but listeners, go and check that episode out if you're aboard the Patreon. And if not, 
subscribe for a month, then uh, then you can listen to it and check it out, and then you can you leave. might as well do it. Yeah. yeah, or you can stay forever, um, and that would be cool. <laughs> but um, Celestial, as I said on that episode, for the listeners who didn't uh, hear us chatting, I know you through your roommate and former guest on the show, Austin Williams. Um, yes. In fact. The whole reason I know you is because I was looking for someone to have on that Celeste episode, and she was like, and "Oh I was my ironically roommate playing it, yeah." yeah. <laughs> I was in the heat of Celeste, and she was like, "That's so weird." Connor just posted about that game. That's I was like hell yeah. <laughs> it was just meant to be, and of course, your name almost could really not be any closer than the actual name itself. So it was just meant to yeah. be that you were on that episode. It really was. That game in general is. Uh, one of my my favorites, but um, I did not seek it out because of the name. My brother yeah. actually brought it to me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. And what did you yeah. what did you end up playing it on? I can't remember. Uh, I have a PS4. Gotcha. Okay. I know. I'm old school. I'm still working on getting that PS5. Hey, the PS4. <laughs> first of all, they're really hard to find, so don't be yes. hard on yourself. But also, the PS4 has so much to offer. There's you could play games forever and not play them all. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I, I am getting to the point where I either got to get that or an Xbox, and I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, either way, you really – they each have their own, uh, their own, I guess, strengths. So you, They really do. You'll be in a good spot either way. Um, <laughs> but so I know you through Austin. It was just happened since you came on the show. Uh, I We maybe had a little contact after that, but then I saw you last week. At, a, mm-hmm. at our friend's web series premiere and yeah. was like, hey, look who it is. I had to say hi, and I followed up immediately, and here we are. I know. And honestly, I don't think we had really met in person. I don't I think that was – I don't think we did. We maybe had been yeah. at, like, a party together once or twice. Probably. There's so met. many parties. I'm always the one in the corner who doesn't talk to much people. So yeah. <laughs> you've got to, like, <laughs> seek me out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> or I'm with the dogs. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That's not a bad spot to be. It really isn't. I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's maybe the most coveted spot, actually. So you're winning, if we really think about I it. I really, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So that's how that's how I know you. The And if anyone heard the Celeste episode, they're familiar with you in a similar way. Is there anything else mm-hmm. you want to share about yourself or tell us who, who you are? Um. Sh- I mean, sure. I'm not – I'm – uh, yeah, so <laughs> I you can also Austin. say no. That's on the table. <laughs> uh, I was just like, wow, I really don't talk about myself much. Um, no, I live with Austin. Um, I come from a very heavily theatrical background. I was brought up in theater and musical theater and producing, and and uh, uh, recently I've been doing event directing work. Nice. Um, so I work for chefs um, that I essentially direct their events. Um, and I got into that because I actually started producing. And before the pandemic, I was producing more theater, uh, working with like red carpet shows, et cetera. Oh. Um, and then obviously the pandemic killed theater for a little yeah. bit. Gosh. Uh, so <laughs> so we're now uh, coming out the other end. And yeah, I'm, I'm as I'm sure many people are in a state of reassessment. Yes. So I'm just kind of trying to figure out where the next where the next job will take me. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely not alone there, and yeah, and good for you, and uh, and good luck, because uh, it's you Thanks. never know. So I feel like for some people, that sort of discovery of like what 
is what you're ready for to do next is quick. And for others, it just, it Mm -hmm. takes time. Could also just depend on the place you are in your life. So who's to say? Yeah. I mean, I may just go farming in Antarctica. I don't know why I chose Antarctica. It just came to my head. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think that that would be the most difficult place to farm. I was going to say, I don't know if the climate there allows for it, but Hey, that's the go getter attitude. We really like about you. (laughs) Yeah. I really like a challenge. Yeah, well, Ed, then you're going to have it there. <laughs> um, well, thanks for sharing a little bit more about yourself. Um, before we get into your general history with video games, will you please mm-hmm. introduce uh, the game that you've brought on to discuss for the main event later? Yeah, I would love to. Um, it's Tomb Raider. I think Tomb Raider has a lot of renditions of themselves mm-hmm. starting back in the 90s all the way to you know the late thousands. Um, and yeah, it's one of my favorite games. <laughs> I love it. Uh, really excited. It's, I'm a little surprised based on, you know, when, w- like the era that we are from and that, that especially this being such an iconic game from the nineties, like tr- one mm-hmm. of the most iconic games with one of the most iconic characters in Lara Croft, how it, it's, it's just, I'm glad we're finally getting to it. It's really all I'm trying to say. So thank you. Yeah. No, of course. I, uh, I I mean, as a woman video gamer, it's definitely iconic just from having it, what, it was like the mid-90s that it came out? Yeah, 96. Yeah, and so it, it's, you know, you see so many masculine heroes. Yes. And to actually see this phenomenal female hero was like the first video game I jumped on because I was like, well, this is cool. Like, I want to be like her. Totally. <laughs> You know, so it was, yeah, I, I don't I don't know why people haven't talked about it before, but it was definitely a huge iconic figure in my childhood. You know what? They missed their chance, and it was meant to be for episode 122 that we were doing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for opening this door for us. But um, we're going to save a lot of the, you know, all, at least for the first game, the Tomb Raider uh, details from your life for the main event later. But let's get into your... History with video games in general. I probably asked you about this on the Celeste episode because probably. that would have been your first appearance. But do you remember first taking an interest in games? Yeah. I do. I'm like, I'm already like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I remember um, I remember as a kid, uh, my brother got a Nintendo. Ooh, and any, and like the original Nintendo? Yeah. Cool. They, they were five years older than me. So I was like the youngest. And um, I remember watching them play these video games that I I would watch. They wouldn't let me play them because I was like a <laughs> ratty like, little sister, right? Little sister, <laughs> like uh, just yeah. place you get put in. Yeah, you're welcome to watch, but you can't touch this. And I remember walking into um, a Fry's Electronics. Okay, yes. <laughs> and my dad was with us and my older brother was like, I'm gonna go look at the video games and like went off to the side. And I persuaded my dad to buy me a PlayStation. Wow. I was like, if Zen gets, my brother's name is Zen, if Zen gets a uh, Nintendo, like I want this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he bought it for me. You know what? Like, I am so proud of little you for doing that. And I, what a what a great like 
that's a big get for like it's more than just like hey dad can i have a candy bar this is like no i was like i want a playstation like i want a console and i want to play these games and my dad was like into computers and was just excited that we were into it yeah it does help and he he also loved uh gaming and comics and all of that and so yeah i just i remember like I remember Tomb Raider. That was one mm-hmm. of the first games I played. Awesome. Um, I remember playing um, race car games. I remember playing, I also played the Nintendo a lot. So I would watch a lot of like Mario, you know, oh, we moved nice. up to Mario 64. Um, we had a Sony Saturn. You had I, a like, Saturn? Yeah, I remember, and we would play Sonic. That's the game that I yeah. remember specifically. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was not like, but then I had I had a huge break in gaming uh, when obviously, you know, you get older and you move away and you can't mm-hmm. necessarily afford a console of your own. And um, yeah, I recently got back into it and I, I got back into it because my brother was always into it. And it was like, anytime I would go out, like I, I love watching people play yeah. games. Like, and I think it comes from being brought up and not being allowed to play and yes. just watching. You were conditioned to like be content with that. Yeah, I was like, this is great. Like I enjoy, you know, I've watched my brother be a 64 Smash Brothers. I used mm-hmm. to play Mario Kart all the time. Um, but what, oh, one game that actually was like an iconic game for me when I was little as well was a Final Fantasy VII. Yes, you mentioned this in our yeah. text thread. Like, tell me a little bit about your experience with this game. I It was just one of those old school, like I look at it now and I look at the graphics and like what it was. And I, I don't even remember that much of it, except that I would not stop playing it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like even my brother, when the new remake came out, they were the ones who sent me the link and was like, dude, the remake's out. Like you were obsessed with this when we were growing up. And I was like, I remember that. Like I was yeah. so young. Um, and then obviously I played the remake and um, they just Oh, what did you think? Him. I loved it. I... I mean, first of all, there's no wrong answer, but I also like loved it, and it was like one of my easily one of my favorite games of the year. Um, I thought the gameplay, especially when you got into fights, yes, like the old one was great, but obviously it was a bit more stagnant, uh-huh. and you were kind of just like, nah, nah. but this one kind of combined that exciting fighting with that classic Final Fantasy way, yes. and I freaking loved it. I. Man, I the gameplay. There's a lot that I loved about that game, but the gameplay specifically, I just loved. You know, again, exactly what you yeah. said was like, oh, this feels tied to the like turn-based system that was in the original, but it mm-hmm. does. It kind of brought forth some of that DNA, and was so fun. Did you um see that they had like a Final Fantasy VII anniversary, 25th yeah. anniversary, like like presentation recently no wait but i did see they came out with my my other brother sent this to me because they're also obsessed with final fantasy as much as i am but they uh i remember seeing that they had like a new um they had a new final fantasy 7 rebirth did you see that yeah so this is part two this is the follow-up to remake this but they're they're not calling it re- the second part remake. It's just yeah. Rebirth, which they, yeah, I, I was really excited for that because 
the first game came out in April of 2020, so it's been yeah a little over three years since we've heard any news about how the, the series is going to continue. And so I was tuned into that presentation, like truly after work, like I, I got off at three, it started at three, I had it on my phone as soon as I left. I yeah. like get in the car and drive to LAX uh, to pick up my girlfriend and I'm still <laughs> like listening to it and they showed finally showed some stuff from Rebirth and I was like, oh, it's coming. Yeah. It's supposed to come next year. Yeah, I think it's it said summer of 2023, yeah. But I I love the Final Fantasy games. I mean, it's almost as nostalgic for me like um like the Pokemon games. Oh, yeah. You know, like I feel like that era was like I was just saturated by Pokemon and Final Fantasy. <laughs> yes, what um so I have a couple questions for you. Um yeah. were there other like specifically other Final Fantasy games outside of 7 that you really liked? Honestly, no. Seven I, like, was like it. Seven was yeah. it for me, and I've I've dabbled in the other ones. Yes, but I've never it has never kept my interest as much as Final Fantasy Seven did. Seven special, and I so own like, the other ones. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, hey, you know but, who knows? Maybe twenty years in the future, it's going to be the right time for you. It's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, what about <laughs> exactly. the, the Pokemon series? Were there specific games that you played in that one? I feel like Pokemon to me is, you know, when there's like a band your older siblings like and you love the music and if you hear it, you'll be like, oh, I fucking love that. <laughs> but you have, if somebody asks you what it is, you're like, um, I don't know. But I know the sound. So I, yeah, <laughs> like I know what it looks like. <laughs> so I feel the same way about Pokemon. Yeah. Um, I do remember very vividly Pokemon Diamond. Oh, cool, um, on the DS. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I did play Arceus. So, oh, fun. Yeah, which has which was really, really fun. I, I still haven't captured Arceus, so I'm working on it. <laughs> so you're also a Switch person. I do have a Switch, yes. I, I also played a little bit of that game. I maybe did, I maybe put in like 15 hours, but I sort of just like fell off. I don't know what happened because I yeah. liked the gameplay a lot like more than yeah almost any Pokemon game I've played I just sort of slipped away I felt the same way I got to a certain point and for some reason I fell off but the gameplay is really fun it's very open world yeah. um, and there's a lot of cool Pokemon yeah. so it was really fun to like play but I need to pick it back up because I would love to actually capture Arceus yeah gosh <laughs> you know what I believe someday you're gonna figure it out if you want to yeah, yeah um, exactly. So, uh, so sorry, I sort of interrupted you sharing um, about pl getting into, I think, remake and stuff. But when when you had this, oh yeah, sort of like video game resurgence, was that pre-pandemic? Was that during the pandemic? That was pre-demic. That was a couple years pre-demic. Cool. Um, I bought. I got the PlayStation Four. I just. It was like one of those things again. My brother uh, started to. My older brother started to really like. He, they were always into it. Yeah. They always had the gaming devices, but I think that even for them, they like started to actually a lot time into playing it a bit sure. more. And so that also reignited it in me. And just one day I was like, I'm buying a PlayStation 4. Like, I'm over it. I'm just going to get it. And uh, the first game I bought was Tomb Raider. Oh, was it one of the yeah. newer games? The newer ones. The the um, the Rise of? Yes. 
Very cool. Yeah. Hey, just back to your roots. <laughs> I just got to go straight back to the first game you buy. So that was my reemergence. I just went, I just brought it back home. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. Well, a uh, couple, I have two questions for you that I like to ask people um, mm-hmm. during this moment. The first uh, question is, Do you, if you were to pick... Uh, mm-hmm. Your personal favorite, it doesn't have to be the best console, but your personal favorite console oh. you've ever had or interacted with, do you have one? Like over the years? Yeah, like if you were to be like, well, out of all the consoles, this one was my most favorite. I mean, or I is think it like picking your. Is it the original? Yeah. Yeah. It's just so classic. And it was like mine. Yeah. Oh, that's. <laughs> you yeah. know? That makes it was like sense. it wasn't my brother's. It wasn't you know we had we had a Sony Saturn. We got Nintendo Super Nintendo. We got the GameCube. Oh hell um, yeah! Yeah, we did all of that, and but I was the one who had the PlayStation. Yes, I so, love that. Um, yeah, very very cool. <laughs> uh, and the next question is: Has there been a game that maybe we haven't brought up in the last? Uh, couple minutes that you have recent that has recently been uh impactful or meaningful to you in the last couple years uh yeah i think i mean there's so many games out there that i have loved and adored like the last of us um Mm. uncharted all of those i love story adventure games i think those have definitely been some of my favorite god of war i'm right now on horizon zero dawn oh you Um, yes you mentioned that at the clubhouse yeah, I'm. I love it, and but I think like I also really love games that just don't require much from me. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> and um, uh, Stardew Valley, I think, Ooh. was one of my like pandemic games, and mm-hmm. it actually turned about because at the time I didn't have a Switch. Yeah, so everybody went out when the pandemic hit and bought a Switch in Animal Crossing. Yes. And I didn't have that. And so I, I remember texting my brother and being like, is there like a game similar for the uh, for the PlayStation? And they told me, they were like, try Stardew Valley, like you might like it. And I quite legitimately became obsessed with it. I spent hours and hours on end every day. And I don't, have you ever played Stardew Valley? I haven't. It's It's been one that's been on my list of like, I know... There's going to be a right time for it, but it just hasn't hit yet. It's such a wonderful, it's, it's so, it's not Animal Crossing. Like, yes, you have a farm, you have a house, Uh but you can like flirt with the locals and then you can like start dating one of them and get married. But then you can also like go date someone else or like you can date a boy or a girl. And then each guy and girl has like their own story and hierarchy. Yeah. And then you also get to go down like in the caves and like fight things. And then there's like evil minions that like can come out at night and like attack you. But then in the same breath, all you're trying to do is like keep your farm alive. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's really like there's some dark stories. Like I ended up marrying an alcoholic who went to rehab and then started going gaming every night. And it was like <laughs> I was like talking to my family who's like on Animal Crossings, you know, collecting turnips. Yes. yes. And, <laughs> and they're like, what did you do? I was like, well, Stardew Valley. I was like, my husband just like got himself drunk face like off, you know, almost jumped off the cliff. And I had to send him to rehab. 
And they're like, what game are you playing? Like, you can have a husband in that game? Yeah. Oh. So it was just, it's, it's a great, definitely more adult version of Animal Crossing. Yes. And also, like, the graphics, they're old school. They're yeah. so old school, and and the the creator. I don't know too much about the creator, so I, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to misquote or misrepresent. Represent, but from my understanding, it's a very niche creator who spent hours and hours on end creating it himself. Yeah, just by himself. Yeah, so it's that would probably be like my current obsessive game. Cool. Although I, I'm now taking a break because I I have too many. I have too much going on. Yes. <laughs> um, in the valley. I, oh, yes, to uh, the break from start in Stardew Valley. Uh, yeah, I was like, not in real life. That, yeah. So a couple, I want to share a couple fun things with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that he his next game, the developer, has been announced and previewed, but it's not, there's no, like, release date on it yet. It's yeah. something like The Great Chocolatier or, like, The Chocolatier. And I think you... Oh, cool. Even, I don't even think details have officially come out, but this yeah. the speculation is that you'll play like a chocolate maker, which is like interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, if uh, you want to hear a great episode of this show about Stardew Valley, my, I had a friend come on almost two years ago, my friend Bryce Gangle, who talked about actually it was the first sort of hybrid episode where she talked about Harvest Moon and Stardew oh, Valley because cool. they're like – it's sort of a spiritual successor to the Harvest Moon series, if you're Yeah, familiar. that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so you might enjoy that one, just being so familiar with Stardew. But yeah, great. And and Celestial, thank you so much for walking me through, uh, you know, your general history with gaming. That was a blast. Um, like I told you before the show, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about all things Tomb Raider. So I guess I I'll just it. see you on the other side. Jeremy Schmidt, and I'd like to tell you about my podcast, Video Games, A Comedy Show. This is, you guessed it, a comedy show about video games. Every episode, a panel of video game-liking comedians discusses a brand new topic, the games they've been playing, and best of all, the news. Are there bits? Arguably way too many. If you like to laugh and or like to play video games, check out Video Games, A Comedy Show, anywhere podcasts can be found. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, of course, here to discuss Tomb Raider with Celestial Zenith. Celestial, welcome back. Thank you. You're so welcome. Uh, what we're going to do before we get into you know your personal history with the game is I want to share a little bit of history and context of what this thing is. Um, even though it's, you know, it's pretty, pretty popular, special from, especially from people of our era, um, like I also said before, if you want to interrupt or share anything, you have to be a historian about this game, uh, go for it. Uh, otherwise, I'll just kind of monologue for a little bit. Love a monologue. Love it. It's my time to shine <laughs> on the show. Um, but here I go. Uh, Tomb Raider 
1996 action-adventure video game developed by Core Design and published by Eidos Interactive. It was first released on the Sega Saturn, followed shortly by versions for MS-DOS and the PlayStation. And you said you played the PlayStation version because that's one of the first games you got, right? Yeah. I'm actually curious now that you've said that, that maybe I did play it on the Sega. Yeah. Because we had a Sega. I remember having a Sega Saturn. So, but you know, like 1996, I was, I was nine, so I was pretty young. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to. I wonder. I, I'm, it's curious. Uh, I wonder how yeah. similar the games were too. I bet they were pretty. They were the like equivalent consoles or like from that same generation. So I bet they was similar. Um, yeah, they must have been. <laughs> I first saw someone play this game on uh, on the PC. But I guess they actually oh. had, now that I'm remembering, they had a Mac, and that version came out in 1999. Um, oh. But yeah, it came out on a bunch of different uh, bunch of different releases, including yeah. a, a weird console called the N-Gage. Also, I guess just to iOS in 2013 and Android in 2015, so you might even be able to get this on mobile now. Um, they do it on the Xbox, too. I think there was a whole slew of them. Yeah, I... Actually, just went through. I was going through Game Pass yesterday, which is like their Netflix for games, and yeah. I saw a bunch of the. I don't think the OGs on there, but a bunch of ones are. Uh, but uh, it this game that we're talking about today is the debut entry in the Tomb Raider media franchise, as it's labeled here, because of course there would be a, a movie series as well uh, that was mm-hmm. released. Um, gameplay features. Uh, Lara Croft, the adventurer archaeologist who is hired by a businesswoman, Jacqueline Notla, to find an artifact called the Scion of Atlantis. Uh, the gameplay features uh, Lara navigating level split into multiple areas and room complexes while fighting enemies and solving puzzles to, uh, to progress. Um, for you, is there any, like... Does that ring truthful to you? Or are you like, actually, the game felt a little like this to me? Or is it like, like no, that's pretty much what it is? No, it's pretty much what it is. I think, like, uh, there's so many renditions of Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the namesake Tomb Raider is the one that I, I like. I go back to so many of them, to be honest. I don't think I have one specific that... I remember the very first one from the Sega, I guess, but for me, the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, like in the old series, it was all very like, you know, you learn how to shoot dinosaurs and bears, yes. and like jumping and climbing caves. And then this probably was the beginning of an actual story. Yeah. Um, which I think kind of speared the you know even later games from you know up until i think 2018 Mm -hmm. um that uh yeah i think the story is really what started to bring me in as much as i you know at first it was all about badass women who fought bears and dinosaurs and jumped in caves and was like you know the indiana jones of the female world and uh and then it turned into this story that i mean it changes and i you know you can go back and I don't think any one reboot, I guess, of the game is, you know, they they kind of switch it up a lot. I don't know if mm. you noticed that. I, There's like one. I have like almost no experience with the franchise. So it would be. You compl- don't have any? I like the, the watching this friend growing up on his Mac play it in his basement is like the majority of this. So like 
doing some research for this episode, I don't think I really understood how impressive the first game looked for the time, including like the, the cutscenes yeah. that they have. There's voice acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like, I mean, if you go if you go back to like 1996, I mean it's all blocks and like yes, it is. your <laughs> your you know, you can go into uh, you know, Croft Manor and learn how to like jump and fight. And then, you know, the majority of your battles is solving puzzles mm-hmm. and then essentially dealing with the wildlife that you're experiencing. And then as like each game progressives, like the next one, you end up being a little bit more like in, I remember being in Venice or like the, that they become more modern and you're actually dealing Mm. with like, um, I don't know if it's a gang or or whatever it is, but somebody who's trying to like steal what you want to steal. Um, and then as they get older, so the, the Tomb Raider, uh, the, by this name and title, that one actually starts bringing in like the voice play and like. I think I think it was really beyond its time. And then when un, I think they they also obviously had like a slew where the movies came out and like what's her name? Angelina Jolie was Laura Croft. And so they like they spit out a ton of games that I, I don't even think I've played. And then they brought it all back home when they they brought in Rise of the Tomb Raider. And that was like bringing in some old characters, bringing back the story of who Laura Croft is and uh, bringing you back to Croft Manor and and she goes back into the tombs and it's, it's just, I don't know, I just love it. <laughs> I love that. It's so fun. Um, it, so th- this first game, there's, there's a name that's gonna come up a couple times today that I, I have a, a, a little, to I guess dangle a carrot out there. It's probably not the right, uh, this is more of a foreshadowing is that in the, in the trivia okay. section, the facts section of this podcast, I'm going to re- bring this person up, uh, Toby Gard, who actually created the concept of uh, Tomb Raider and cr- uh, created mm-hmm. Lara Croft, work as the lead, worked as the lead artist as well. Um, I guess that uh, production took, uh, began in 1994 and took 18 months. I guess I, it, the budget was 440,000 pounds for this game. Um, and uh, the design of character or the character of Lara was based on several influences as well. Um, you talked about Indiana Jones already. Really hard not mm-hmm. to see that uh, similarity there. Um, there's something called Tank Girl. Uh, and then yes! A, wh- what is oh Tank my God. Girl? Tank Girl is... Oh, you've got to go watch Tank Girl. That's... That, I don't think that's British, but I watched Tank Girl growing up. Oh, interesting. It's, and it's a cartoon. It's a comic. Um, I, like, this is so crazy. I haven't heard of Tank Girl since I was, like, nine years old. Oh, my gosh. We used to watch, there's, like, these kangaroos who live in the desert, and Tank Girl lives with the kangaroos. And I just remember they always go and have, and they're Australian, though. They're not British. Really? Yeah, but they would always, I feel like they were Australian, even though they would always get crumpets. But that's something that my dad would always have us watch was Tank Girl. But she's a comic book. Okay, interesting. She's great. I can't believe I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, do you see, like, the any similarities? Or, like, I mean, yes! I know it's been so long. What is, what's, like, the, what's drawn there? Just the look. I mean, and the style of, like, the style of, um, the style of, performance that she is and like what she does i mean are you like 
I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with Tank Girl. Have, did you look up her comic at all? I just – all I've done is right-clicked the link in this Wikipedia article. Uh, and Tank Girl is like – that's so funny. Okay, so here is actually a v- picture of Tank Girl. That looks like Laura Croft. Oh, that – I see. That's impossible not to see the sim- similarities Yeah. There. Like she's definitely um, – that is – I had no idea that Tomb Raider was based off of Tank Girl. Or at least inspired by a little bit. Yeah, I guess it's um, like... But so, that makes a lot of sense. It's it's so funny. Uh, now I'm looking this up and there was a movie made about mm-hmm. it too. Yeah, that's the movie I'm thinking of, the kangaroos that talk. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. So we've got that, Tanker, like you already said. Oh, those are... Oh, it's like... Not animated. It's it's anthropomorphic. No, kangaroos. they're like they're they're fuzzy costumes. <laughs> it looks, they're awful. It's it looks ridiculous. <laughs> um, it's absolutely ridiculous. So, but they're like they they're just men in kangaroo Muppet costumes. It, it looks like something similar to the who uh, makeup and prosthetics from like how the Grinch stole Christmas. Uh, yes. for the listener out there. But it's then so they funky. always want to have crumpets and tea. And so she would always like, <laughs> she'd be on her motorcycle and they'd be like, we're going to go get some crumpets. But they're Australian. Yeah. And I don't, I don't understand why they, I don't, I didn't get why they did that. Maybe they visited uh, some family in the UK and were like, they took that well, back. Well, technically there are convicts anyway. So they're oh, probably okay. just trying to, you know, feel like they're at home. Probably. Uh, <laughs> so got we've got the Tank Girl influence, Indiana Jones, and then uh, I think this is a movie called Hard Boiled. I think that had something to do. Well, it's a, it's a John Woo uh, action film uh-huh. where there's a lot of like dual wielding of pistols, which she, I mean, on the cover mm. of Tomb Raider, she's holding two pistols, and yes, that's, that's like, her iconic. That's her combat in this whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's so cool. I guess that uh, the 3D grid based level design which was apparently innovative for its time, was inspired by the structure of Egyptian tombs. Um, the music was composed by Nathan McCree, who took inspiration from classical English music. And uh, originally announced in 1995, the title went on to receive extension press, extensive press attention and heavy promotion from the production company. Um, and the I reception like was very the... positive. Oh, sorry, go for yeah. it. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I feel like the, the Tomb Raider theme... And maybe I'm just saying this because I'm very familiar with Tomb Raider, but um, it became to me as iconic as Indiana Jones. Yeah, just like hearing that like that over and over. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, that's really cool. Uh, and uh, lastly, is that just this? As we could have expected, this first game was received very positively um, with praise for its innovative 3D graphics, uh, which look mm-hmm. blocky now, but, you know, were cool at the time. Uh, the controls, gameplay, uh, and it went on to win uh, several industry rewards. You've already walked us through how the series has continued, been rebooted, um, and it's still going on uh, today. Um yeah, that's... I think the last game was in 2018. Actually, I yes. I looked it up before this because I was like, when was the last one played? But they did reboot. They had a three part series that was reboot and brought back a lot of the old. Um, so whenever Tomb Raider came out, mm. there were I believe it was Tomb Raider. Uh, there were a lot of old characters like Jonah is one of her her good friends and, and comrades mm. throughout the series. Um, but he doesn't show up until much later in the. I think it must have been the. I think it must have been 2013, early, hmm. early teens. Um, but 
Yeah, the most recent game had three, and that was that was the first one. The Rise of the Tomb Raider was the first one I bought on the new PS4. Nice. Which was a very fun, great gameplay. I I wonder if that because I have have one of those in my PlayStation library. Um, do you have? Are you a PlayStation Plus person at all? I have PlayStation Plus. When I bought those ones, so yeah. I have those ones on CD. Um, oh, nice. Or whatever you call it now. I think it's just CD. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have those those ones specifically. Um, and then I got PlayStation Plus. Okay, got it. So yeah, through I'm pretty sure through PlayStation Plus, I got one of the new games. I don't know if it was Rise of or the 2018 one. But since I got my mm-hmm. PlayStation in 2000, I don't know. It was 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. At some point between now and then, I have acquired one of them just in my digital library. So uh, you have to play it. Yeah, I've got. You know what I honestly want to do after? Well, first of all, I of course I have to agree to do that now because you're guesting on my show. But also, <laughs> uh, but I do just even seeing the um, the visuals for this one and the gameplay for the first one that we're uh, that we brought on to discuss today. I really want to play it. It's but yeah. I know that the controls they were. They were what you call tank controls. Um, so if you're yeah. familiar, it's like instead of moving just like kind of wherever you want in a 3D space, you're kind of turning left to right and then going forward or backward yes. like an actual That's, that's like the old would. school one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The yes. early Resident Evil games did the same thing. Um, mm. Anyway, uh, I just wonder how accessible the controls are going back. But I am interested. You, you can... I actually found out recently that I was able to download the original Tomb Raider on my iPad. Oh. And I I randomly found it because, I mean, I don't know. I was bored one day and I was like, what am I going to play? But, um, yeah, and it, it's very tank controly. You just yes. have to. And, like, what it it's hard now because, obviously, we're so used to such a larger array of controls. Yeah. But um, I do remember, I just remember during its time, it was like, you know, I was doing flips and pulling out my guns and shooting lions. And it was like, you know, there was a T-Rex down on like, we were in like this uncharted world. And that was something I'd never seen before. Yeah. And uh, no, no, the controls didn't probably feel inhibiting at the time. Uh, no, it was, it but worked. I do like right now it's. Yeah, it's hard to play right now. I mean, it's it's definitely you have to have a love of old school games to be totally. able to put up with it. And I, I do have that, different. so I I think there's a chance that I could gel with it well. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's enough about like just the general history and context. I want to get into a little more of you know what you enjoyed about the game and eventually some context too. You already laid out for us how you got the game, uh, mm-hmm. like. F- seemingly as soon as you got your original playstation yeah and do you do you remember like what so i think you even said like it was the character like seeing like a female protagonist that sucked you in is that a fair way to characterize it um yeah i think so i i mean i i definitely do have my love of female superheroes as Mm -hmm. well as just you know icons um and uh, Tomb Raider was one of the first for me growing up. Um, and yeah, I think, I mean, it was partially that, but I also just find 
I mean, and maybe the gameplay is so different mm-hmm. from a lot of more masculine dri- driven games, especially like these style of games that are all like, you know, um, action fighter. Yeah. Uh, there's like, there's definitely, you know, you can play Uncharted and God of War and there's a lot of story driven content for sure. But for some unknown reason, Tomb Raider has this really great balance of literally being in a tomb and just trying to figure out a puzzle. Yeah. And then being bombarded by a hundred, you know, soldiers who are trying to actually chase you through because you captured the thing that they want. And so that to me, from a gameplay standpoint, I haven't found any other game that's similar. And it was the perfect balance of like story, puzzle. Um, I don't always want to be killing things in, <laughs> or like fighting things yeah. in a game. I like want to like play and like, I don't know, like just figure out the world more. But then it's not as open world as you would say, like, you know, a Skyrim is or, um, you know, uh, there was that other one recently that my friend was playing. Um, and yeah, it's just, it still guides you in a way that I don't get lost. And yes. I don't know, I just love it. <laughs> Cause this game, are you, you're going from like level to level. Is, is that how it, it progressed? You're or- going from what? Do you go from like level to level, like a like an area to an area uh, as you progress kinda, the story? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You start off like I mean, these ones are much more story driven. If we're so we're talking, are we talking about the rise of Tomb Raider? I feel like I always combine the Tomb Raiders together a little bit, and I forget which one I'm talking about. I was I was so... sort of curious about like the first one, like the third or the, the, the first, the first, like the very first. Yeah. Oh, the very first is so different. It's not story driven as much. Like it's, it is, but Laura is much more um like she's much more tank girl. Okay, gotcha. If yeah. we're thinking like she's more badass, she's more kind of cocky, she's a superhero. We are not, you know, superhero quote unquote. We don't really see the story and the depth of the character yeah. where she is really human. She is kind of this like icon whereas i feel like as you get later in the series they actually start building this like um backstory that you're like oh she's got a little butler and her dad is dead and <laughs> <laughs> two very adorable equally into- adorable things <laughs> yeah how did she get into tour what happened to her mom we don't know yeah um so yeah the first one though is is definitely um it's definitely section from section. You go into a specific tomb, okay, you yeah. go through an area, you fight a, a whatever, a boss, and then you go to the next part. Oh, um, interesting. But there's like puzzles as well as like, you know, you walk through the area and you like know like a certain area will have like a tiger or a lion or there's like a, you know, a ton of raptors that come at you or bears or whatever and they kind of take you through the different tombs and areas and then you find like the lost world and then like there's this tyrannosaurus rex and you have to kill it i hate dinosaurs so that one always scared me it's uh i i honestly until researching for this show in the last couple days i didn't realize there was any dinosaurs in this game and i'm like oh so there's dinosaurs in the world of tomb raider interesting yeah you're like interesting yeah it is weird well it's because she goes so far down because she's going all the way down deep into the earth and so it's like that 
that's where the dinosaurs show up is where yeah. she's in that that area but that gameplay is very much like you were saying it's just it's like section for section okay and like it it doesn't feel like though like a Mario game in a way you know yeah. where you're like in different parts it does it still feels quite fluid yeah maybe and I wonder if that's just because even though it is sectioned off by areas you still can like explore the area and do different things mm-hmm. whereas in a Mario game uh, more often than not especially the side scrollers you're just going left to right and just trying to reach the end or find like yes a rare secret here and there but yeah um, in this game sounds like at least the first one you got to live in the world more and then more so maybe as the series went on yeah Okay, yeah. interesting. I mean, as the series went on, I feel like, again, like the first, I think it was like Tomb Raider and then Tomb Raider 2 and then Tomb Raider 3, um, or I'm pretty sure what that's what they're called. Uh, they all were kind of similar, but they just bought like different aspects of story in and kind of took, they actually brought her out of the tombs a bit and like brought her more into the real world. Yeah. And um, it was still very like, you know, you go through a section, you you find a boss, but the sections were always like, it's just—it's not just barreling through like a fighting sequence. It's going through puzzles and then fighting and then, you know, going through the big bad boss or whatever. Um, yeah, I just, it's hard because I'm like, you just got to play it. And I, I don't actually meet many people who have played it ironically even though it was such an iconic game yeah and the series itself like was really i mean and even the the was i was gonna say i guess i could finish a thought every so often the series itself was really (laughs) iconic but even the reboot too i got a lot of attention a lot of really positive praise at least at least most of them that i heard about so Mm -hmm. um but just for for different reasons so it's but it is funny to be like to hear from you that you haven't come to, into contact with many people that have, including myself, here on this episode. Yeah, I, w- I was shocked that you actually hadn't, hadn't played it. My sister and I would play it all the time. That was, like, our game to play together. And, oh, um, fun. And, like, this reboot, um, you know, I'm sure we've all played Uncharted, right? It's a great another game. Series I've, another series I've totally missed. Man, Okay. Uncharted is great, but, I mean, try Tomb Raider first. I think they're very similar, and the reboot kind of came around the same time as Uncharted. Oh, and okay. I actually think the the gameplay, the puzzles, the story, it's all very similar, just different um, protagonists. Interesting. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I they, they read very similar to me, again, as yeah. someone who's not played either one of I've actually played more Tomb Raider than I have Uncharted. I've never turned on an Uncharted game, but I did turn on that whatever version of Tomb Raider I got for PS Plus and then I yeah. <laughs> I'm sure my friend let me like like poke around on his Mac back in 1999 yeah. or whenever. It I was. mean, you might have you might get a kick out of the old old one that has yeah. like the, you know, the whatever uh, the tank controls. controls yeah the tank I was funny that she's inspired by tank girl and that's like her yeah. basis of control early on uh <laughs> yeah at, at first i was like yeah. reading just reading that i was like that can't be why and sure enough it's not um it's not but i you have to also go watch tank girl now after this the fact that i know t- that i had no idea tank girl inspired that and that that makes me like her even more <laughs> yeah i yeah, I've got homework. Not only do I got to play Tomb Raider, but I got to check out Tank Girl. Yeah, you got to read. I don't know if you're a comic book fan, but you got to read the comics. Very loosely, um, but 
Yeah. But hey, if there's a, t- there's, a there's a comic series I'm going to get into, it's Tank Girl. Uh, I'll, I'll state <laughs> that here on the show. For they got a- talking Australian or talking Australians. They've got talking kangaroos. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sold. I mean, I yeah. I this is going to be my new hobby now. Uh, it's pretty hilarious. I do have a I have some questions for you. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the uh, the like, what you remember, and you couldn't even because I know it feels like you know you you've had a lot of experience with. With the whole franchise, it's not just the one game that you wanted to talk about today. Yeah, but I feel like I've mixed them. <laughs> it's it's all good. I mean, that's kind of what we did. We did a whole episode on The Sims, um, and it mm. ended up being uh, not game-specific. It was like, actually, I've played all four of them, and I want to talk about yeah. them. So this can be a little fluid, too. Um, maybe if you have like a, a memory of some context of when you first... Maybe even first had your first PlayStation. Uh, where was that set up at your home? Uh, what was the room like? Can you paint the picture for me at all? Yeah. Um, oh my God, where was I in 1996? I think. I think it was actually when we had just moved to San Francisco. I remember we were living in California. We were living in the Bay Area. Oh. And I, yeah, we had just moved there. My dad, my dad was a computer scientist, so he was there for like the tech industry. Yeah. And um, I do remember we had this tiny home on Viscano Avenue (laughs) in Sunnyvale. (laughs) Oh, Sunnyvale, California. I know Sunnyvale, California. Yeah, Sunnyvale. And we had, uh, I think, it was one of the Sunnyvale homes. We had several, we had two Sunnyvale homes. And um, yeah, we, I just remember we had it all set up in our living room. Nice. Um, so we had like, my my brother got the new, you know, like I said, the new um, Nintendo and and we had the PlayStation. And I remember setting it up in the living room. I wasn't allowed to have it in my room yet. So, dang, <laughs> too young. you gotta you, you gotta know? be a certain age to have that happen. Yeah. Well, I'm we sure we still had dial up. Remember that when you would have to be like, "Are you on the phone? I've got to go on the internet." Yeah, and if <laughs> someone tried to call while you were on the internet, you're you're it crashing. Like there goes your mm-hmm. session. Uh, yeah. Oh, I remember that quite well. <laughs> yeah. I remember that so well. Um, My little AOL username. What? Uh, we, tell me what it was. What was this username? Unless you oh, still use it. Oh, it was actually quite cute. Know. No, no, I don't use it anymore. But it was mine was adorable. Mine was grizzly. So I had a I had <laughs> a, I had a teddy <laughs> I had a teddy bear that was called and I didn't know how to spell grizzly like mm. the grizzly bear. Yes. So I spelt it grizzly. I love and that. so that was my that was my AOL username, Grizzly at mine, AOL.com. Mine was also <laughs> animal related. It was, it was. I, I, I've probably talked about this on the show before, but it was Snow BRD fifty five. Well, it, and for whatever reason, people would hear that and be like, "Oh, that's or yeah. see it and be like, "Oh, cool, like snowboard." And I'd be like, "No, it's yeah. actually Snowbird," uh, and <laughs> because I guess I thought birds were cool. Uh, but I was never even That's... into birds, so I don't even know what that where that came from. It was the <laughs> so there wasn't thing. really any like that is pretty weird. It was very strange. The the fifty five came from my favorite baseball player's number was five, and I wore the number five at the same time. Uh, so you were fifty five. That makes sense. Yeah, but the yeah. snow. I guess I mean we got to go to the mountains a lot growing up, so I liked the snow. But 
the bird part is just I should have just said yes, it's snowboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you lot, should have. <laughs> that would have been a lot. Oh no, yeah, I was a snowboarder when I was cool. Yeah, when yeah. I was young. Which the funny thing yeah. is, I did snowboard, but I didn't. <laughs> it's it's so. But strange. you didn't think. No. That is really weird. I like that you still commit though to the snowbird story. Yeah. Like you're like I'm. You know, I'm just the honesty of it is. It's well and true. So. <laughs> Thank you. I just I can't shy away from it, and it's so weird and strange that. But anyway, uh, also my best friend's mom is from Sunnyvale, so and I'm from Modesto. Oh, yeah? Do you know Modesto? Oh, yeah, I know where Modesto yeah. is. So yeah. also Northern California, yeah. not near as Bay Area as Sunnyvale, but yeah, um, yeah, we were from. Um, I mean, we I'm from England originally, but we yes. immigrated here, and I we hit the Bay Area when I was eight or nine, which is most like sounds like when I started playing video games. So that's when I think um, interesting the, the true machine started to show up in my living room. I was wondering <laughs> like what versions of these things you were going to have because in the UK they had the PAL versions of games that was yeah like I think I can't I don't know the term for it. But in the U.S. and some other regions, it's NTSC. I think it has to do with, like, the frequency or, like, the hertz that are used. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm referring or to? I do. I will say I think the majority of, you know, I was I was raised as a unschooler, homeschooler. Mm-hmm. So I have, like, a lot of, like, my parents taught me, essentially. So yeah. I've got a very, like, heavy British education. Awesome. But, um, I know. <laughs> But I actually think the majority of my gaming, like my dad was a computer scientist. Mm -hmm. Like he, you know, would work at Stanford um, and just multiple other areas in the Bay Area. And so a lot of it is American, like my gaming background. Yeah, that's interesting. Very cool. Uh, I was I was very curious knowing that you were from Britain. Uh, I know. Yeah, I'm thinking though, like Laura Croft, though, and or Laura Croft, as they call her, Laura Croft. Um, and uh, uh, Tank Girl, I think, are actually very English. Yeah, it's Croft especially. She's got an, a- yeah. an accent. She's definitely British. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's definitely from there. But, like, I, I wonder if I got into that because of where I'm from and I didn't even realize it. Maybe a little bit of a subconscious <laughs> tie there. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Um, well, I do love getting that that little bit of the picture of where this first PlayStation was set up. That's that's always a fun thing to do. Um, yeah. Is there – and this might be hard because it is across the entire series. So if you feel like getting game specific with one, go for it. But I was curious okay. as to like if there was any context you remembered from your life. You gave a little bit with like the, all the Sunnyvale details. But yeah. uh, if there's any context that you remember from when you played – one of these games specifically, whether it was broad or specific for your life? I I mean, I really remember playing with my sister. Um, Is she younger than in, you? She's older. Okay, gotcha. Uh, two, year, two years older. And it was one of those situations where I was once again watching. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously I'm the younger sibling. <laughs> um, but we would sit there and she would play and... I mean, I remember like I would get so scared of the the dinosaurs. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, I have like a irrational fear around dinosaurs, and I I would make her because we would get to that level in the game, and I would like hand the controller over to her yeah. and be like, okay, I, like I can't do it. There's and, something uh, stressful yeah. about that, like about facing a 
big old beast like that? Yeah, it just, you know, it's unnatural. And they always make fun of me because in my head, I'm like, what if this happened in real life? And they're like, you're being ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> this will well, never happen in real life. Unless some weird <laughs> Jurassic Park situation happens, you're going to be okay. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? After what we've seen these last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, let's not, let's not tempt fate let's here. Let's not tempt fate. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I just remember playing playing with my sister, um, mm. and I loved it. That's and, cool. Did yeah. you two play a few of them together, or was it like one specific yeah, one? Yeah, we played all of them. I mean, we played all of them together. Specifically, I re- the first one is the one with the dinosaur. I mean, I think yeah. she has dinosaurs in multiple. Yeah. But the first one, that last level, is like where you hit the dinosaurs and the T-Rex. I saw that big um, green T-Rex in some video. Yeah. It's very blocky. Yeah, like so blocky. It's it's very yeah. close to Rex from Toy Story. Uh, oh, so true. Uh, but I did. And yeah, I was still terrified of it. <laughs> hey, fair. Well, it's one of those things where kind of even thinking back to Final Fantasy VII that we were talking about earlier. At the time, it was like state of the art and we had never seen anything like it. And it yeah. felt real. And now looking back specifically, Final Fantasy VII uh, they look like like actually I have a little uh, you're gonna love this as a Final Fantasy 7 uh, person I have a little cloud figure here oh my god that's that's old school I love that so where they, did you get that so they sell these like I found it at a retro game store in town that's um, very cool and they do these things where it was like it's kind of like a mystery of who you're gonna get they have yeah. Like Cloud, Tifa, Aerith. I'm showing a model, like a little toy I have to Celestial for the listener. I forget. We're on a, <laughs> an audio media, uh, format here. But uh, Barrett, there's a Sephiroth one, Red 13, and maybe a couple more. Oh, that's more. cool. It's so cool. I love cool. Barrett. Barrett's, Barrett's great. I loved him in the remake so much, too. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, they sell them, and it was like, you don't know who you're going to get. You just sort of have to op- open it up, and it's a mystery. And I mine was oh, Cloud. Oh, that's cool. Um, That's so cool. Um, it but, looks very much like the classic Final Fantasy VII cloud. Yes, thank you. You actually brought me back to what I was going to say earlier. Was yes, <laughs> they had for that game three different art styles. This was like the when you're just walking around the world, the like Lego looking blocky yeah. cloud. They have the one for the uh, for the battles, which is uh, mm-hmm. much more realistic to scale and animated, pre- more pretty, but. Then they have the the versions for the like the cutscenes, the full motion video mm-hmm. cutscenes, and that's even more impressive. But looking back, it felt so seamless, but it's so yes. distinct now, including like yes. even seeing like you know Lara Croft is from the first game was like heavily sexualized by people, and you know her her model was like we'll get into that a little bit in the in the in the facts section, but uh, yeah. That was just going to happen because of how she was designed. But I'm sure people were like, oh, she's so hot. Look at her. But now you'd look back yeah. at it and be like, she's not. She looks like a weird blocky Lego thing. She, <laughs> no, she I mean, like you can't get around the fact that the majority of uh, female icons that are like adventure or action icons are highly sexualized. Oh, totally. And but I also I don't I mean. So is Indiana Jones, just that's true for women, not for you know, like I, I mean, and for men, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that women are a little bit, you know, they wear ridiculous outfits that could clearly never protect them against bullets. 
Um, but, you know, it's, I think it was the nature of the beast at that time. I think especially there's, there's a series that I, that, um, sort of, uh, satirizes that, uh, in a, mm-hmm. in a way. And I'm, I'm saying this having, again, not even played the series I'm about to talk about, but it's called Bayonetta where they play mm-hmm. into a lot of these, the tropes of the design of like, uh, uh you know, characters like this and, get into yeah. some more stuff but it's it's so it's interesting to see where it's come uh but especially 1996 like what are we i mean yeah and this would last forever <laughs> it's still gonna happen yeah <laughs> um, yeah anyway uh th- that was just to talk about like y- y- we were talking about your fear of the t-rex and it probably felt realistic we <laughs> at the time like it did uh so that was my only point there um as that fa- was a good point. We got there. Hey, the again, a lo- long <laughs> walk uh, from Connor, and we and was it worth it? Who's to say? Uh, <laughs> I guess you as the guest. Um, so as we're sort of like reaching the end of our conversation here, um, I did want to leave some extra space for you. Was there anything mm-hmm. about like the series itself or your experience with it that you uh, wanted to just talk about before we sort of move on? I think that growing up as a young woman who, I mean, I know there were a lot of female gamers, but they weren't as outspoken. Mm -hmm. And even now I kind of shy away from the term gamer because I have never really been given that title. Um, And maybe I'm not as good as some of my, you know, other friends. Um, But I just remember very specifically, like I said, sitting there playing with my sister and us seeing, you know, in 1996, where the female was still represented as the damsel in distress. Yeah. And kind of, you know, I I think of the early Batman movies uh, with Michael Keaton and that that female character who, you know, it doesn't matter that she, you know, is this badass and kind of, you know, is a newspaper writer. At the end of the day, she's the one flailing and needs help. And Laura Croft was, you know, I still, there's like this iconic scene where she's up on one of the mountains and it's the early ones where she's all this block figure and boobs are like triangles. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like standing there and she has like this cape on and she's got these round sunglasses and she like turns around and looks at the camera and the wind like billows. Yeah. And then she walks into the cave and then that's like your first moment in the mm. in the game is you're in the cave and you start walking forward and it's like, I think it was like a tiger comes at you or whatever. And it was just, you don't see that. Yeah. I didn't see that. I'd never seen anything. And I mean, I'm sure it was out there in other forums. You know, please, please educate me and give me more to look at. But that age at nine, I was like, wow, that's cool. I want to be her. And so I kept playing it. And now it's like, you know, great. There's a ton of more female figures out there that are actually fighting bad guys or representing, you know. But yeah, I, she... She was really great to kind of look up to in a way. And yeah. I'm glad that her story got more developed. But even just in the beginning to have somebody who was sexy yeah. and powerful. Yeah. There's probably very cool. limited like uh, options as far as characters or video game characters uh, that had both of those things. And she was one of them. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's that's nice. fantastic. Uh, oh, also, since we've been talking about just like the series in general, you know, not just the first game, do you have a personal favorite Tomb Raider game? Do I have a favorite? I love, um, I honestly love the rise of, but I think it's cool. more, again, like a nostalgia thing, just coming back into her her world was really exciting. And yeah. I, I loved it because it's very, in the other games that came out recently, the the, the two after, which I their names are disappearing from me, um, they are much more in the world and like they have access to more, you know, things. And I feel like this first one back in the world is just her and the forest and mm. the jungle and she's having to like build from the scratch that she has to survive and mm. that's that's really cool it's more fun to play because you you're not you don't have this expectation of civilization yeah that's cool <laughs> gosh well thank you i was sort of curious since we had been like touching on a lot of the series um that's really fun. Then maybe that will have to be. I've wondered also. Should I just play the reboot? Like, does is that the first one I should try? I think you should. Yeah. I think you should play the reboot because the old ones are they're not as they don't grip you in story. And mm-hmm. if I mean, I think you might get a kick out of them because they are very old school. Yeah. But I what brought I think which will bring newer players in or gamers in to um, actually, you know, completing the story is the newer, the rise of the Tomb Raider. Okay, cool. Because the other uh, ones are a little disjointed. So yes. It's like start with one story and follow it through. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Well, I've got, looks like I've got homework, not only. Uh, you got so much to do. There's yes, <laughs> including Tank Girl, like we talked about. Uh, yes. Watch well, the movie. Uh, the, the first movie I watch next. Well, um, Celestial, thank you so much for sharing about, you know, your experience over the years with the Tomb Raider series. That was really fun to hear from you. Um, on Before we go, though, I do have two fun segments to do at the end of the mm-hmm. show. The first of which is the Fact Me by Your Game segment. And this is just where I share some fun facts about the game uh, with my guest. That's you. Who knew? Um, okay. These are pulled from the first Tomb Raider game. So these are specific to that one, but I have two today. Uh, Do I have to know anything? You don't have to know a thing. I'm basically just going to talk at you. Um, (laughs) Great. The first one, yeah, people oftentimes are like, wait, am I getting quizzed here? And I'm like, no, that's not. I know. I was like, I'm not ready. (laughs) Not what's happening. Um, The first one I have titled, It Belongs in a Museum. Very obvious. Mm -hmm. uh, Indiana Jones reference because there are several references to Indiana Jones, the movie series uh, throughout the Tomb Raider franchise, uh, including mm-hmm. one in the first game um, at Croft Manor. The Ark of the Covenant is just sitting yeah. in like this big, like open area. So she's just got the Ark of the Covenant there, which is un- yeah. it's unmistakable what it is. Do you remember seeing this at all? I do. Did you know she also has Thor's hammer? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. <laughs> she does. And what I don't remember which one, but she actually fights with Thor's hammer and it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> that is insane and also very cool. Uh yeah. I guess I think it said in in the third in Tomb Raider 3, she there's like at the the iconic scene at the beginning of Indiana Jones, the first Raiders of the Lost Ark where he yeah. uh he replaces the idol with the bag of like sand or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there's an idol that's incredibly similar looking to that that she has at Croft Manor. And then 
I guess there's a level in a later game where uh, she like she hits a switch that makes a boulder like kind of fly by like in Indiana Jones. And yeah. if you freeze the game, you can see or pause the game, you can see a whip and a hat have been like smashed to the boulder like it's gotten him. Uh, so <laughs> and there's probably I didn't know more. that. That's great. Yeah, I wish I yeah. had. I only wrote this one down because it was specific to the first game. But there's I will. In fact, let me try to just chat you a link to a video that you can watch. These all come from Did You Know Gaming, one of my favorite uh, YouTube channels out there. So you can check oh, this nice. out. Later, you'll hear what I've shared in a few more. Um, the second one also comes from uh, the same video and that I have titled Slip of the Mouse, Doubtful. Now, we've talked about Lara Croft's model and her design and how it was, you know, sexualized from the first game onward. So mm-hmm. designer Toby Gard uh, apparently made her breasts 150% larger than intended and claims uh, you know, accidentally, he says he had like a, a, a slip of the mouse, as as it's called, um, which is very funny. Um, and he claims he was uh, told, you know, after this design came out to keep it for the game's release. Um, while a lead programmer, Gavin Rummery, has since been interviewed and asked about this. And he, I don't have his direct quote, but let's just say he was very skeptical of this claim and was maybe thinking that Mr. Guard was hoping to... Uh, to come off as uh, as if his intentions weren't to have the model look the way that it does. Um, but, yeah. you know, some something that you immediately notice about the character and who I guess we'll never know. It's one person's word against the other. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, men created it. Yeah. So who, who are we kidding here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, I don't think that was a slip of the mouse. <laughs> no. Uh, it was intentional. Um that's it. Those are the two facts that I brought here for you for the Fact Me By Your Game segment. And I'll lead you to the final one, the Game Recommendations segment. Now, this is like my this. one uh, forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name, where mm-hmm. I'm going to treat uh, Tomb Raider, and I've chosen the first one uh, for an example here, as your passionate summer love in Italy that you are, you know, eventually going to move on from. And you're going to have to find uh, new flings in your life. So these recommendations are uh, tied in some way to the to the Tomb Raider series. So I get and you'll see very clearly why that well, like how that is. Um, The first one is if you know, you like Tomb Raider, but you actually just want to play an Indiana Jones game. That's very similar. I'll recommend one that actually came out, Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. This was uh, available on the Nintendo 64, and it came out in 1999. Uh, at first, also, I thought this game was had a reputation for being crappy, but the score, like the Metacritic score and the user score online is really high, so like, maybe it's good. I have no idea. Do you even know what this Do is? They- I think I've played it. Do hmm. they, they they go on a train at one point? And they, have you played it? I have played Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, which is a point and click adventure. This okay. is like a. Is there only one other Indiana Jones game? There's, like, prob- is this a, there's probably a few actually. I definitely played one, and it was probably around that time. I don't know if it's this game, but oh. or I've watched my brother play it. I do. I do remember enjoying it. Do you remember if the graphics were th- like like the first couple Tomb Raiders, like 3D, and you were seeing the whole world? Or I was remember it? it being a combination, and oh. I remember I remember the 
I specifically remember the train yeah. scene where he jumps on the train and he's on the top of the train because I could never get past it. <laughs> you know, it could be. It could be this game. I can't. I, I honestly cannot tell you for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, the second recommendation I have for you is actually one you probably played because you brought up the series today. If you want an even more violent Indiana Jones-like adventure, I'll recommend Uncharted 2 is the game I was going to bring up. Mm, I um, love Uncharted 2. Do you have a favorite in that series, by the way? I love the last one. I can't remember oh, what it's called. F- uh, but it's the last. F- four, like, Legacy of Thieves or something? Or is that the collection? Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I loved all of them. I've played all of them. Okay. And they are very, like, specifically with the reboot of Tomb Raider. I think that those are the most transcribable if you're, like, looking for something very similar. Yeah. Um, but that, that second one is really good. Good old Nathan Drake. Uh, Ugh, you can't, and, yeah. And he's then lastly, um, <laughs> did you say he's hot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Stone, Stone Cold Fox, that Nathan Drake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the last recommendation I have for you is if, Celestial, you're like, no, all I want is Tomb Raider. But I actually mm-hmm. just want to play it in an arcade and I want it to just be a shooter. I just want to shoot stuff. Then I'll recommend... A game you could go play in Los Angeles at any time, Tomb Raider, which is an arcade game uh, based off of the 2013 game. I've played this before, and it's. Have you ever gone to an arcade and played those shooters where you hold up a plastic yeah. gun? And this is one yeah. of one of those type of games. Wait, and it's Tomb Raider. Yeah, it's your. So you're Lara where Croft. Where is this? There's one in Burbank at this. I forget what the arcade is called, but uh, it's in like a mall in Burbank in this giant arcade but me, that's amazing for friend of the show Tyler Schnupp uh who's also at the web series premiere for Dino Portals uh he and I for his birthday he had a bunch of people there and so me and him and some other oh, people were so just cool. playing this extremely violent shooter <laughs> you're just shooting <laughs> just shooting all these bad guys shooting at you it's pretty funny oh, that's great yeah that's great I'm gonna try to find that it's a, you know, it's a good time. And if not the other games, there will be fun too. Um, yeah. But so I'll go ahead and uh, recap the recommendations for you. Uh, <laughs> we have Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine for the N64, Uncharted 2, which I think was originally on the PS3, and then Tomb Raider, as it's titled, for the arcade. Um, that'll do it for the game recommendations. And that will actually bring us to the end of the show. Um, so before we go and plug stuff, uh, Celestial, thanks so much for coming back. Uh, the long waited return of you coming on the mic on this show. I know. And so thanks for doing this and talking to me about, uh, you know, your experience with the Tomb Raider series. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me back. It's always a pleasure. Um, I had a great time on the first episode that I did and I had a great time today. Awesome. Two for two. That's a pretty good, that's pretty good, uh, <laughs> Uh, stat there um yeah of course so glad to have you is there anything that you feel like plugging on your way out today you know i um i think i'm actually gonna plug uh mike and rob's new web series dino portals Um, (laughs) i i personally work in events and don't need a plug so (laughs) let's plug some friends i love Um, it both former guests of the show yeah everyone knows them they're great Uh, I love them. I love their crew. I think that their new series is hilarious. um, And I highly, highly recommend you guys checking it out. Definitely check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes to the the YouTube channel. And then also uh, I will just promote it on social media when I promote this and, and tag you and all that stuff. 
Yeah, please do. Cool. Um, well, I'll go ahead and uh, close this out with some plugs of my own. The show art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his wonderful works on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. Uh, the show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his show, Video Games, a comedy show, which at the time of release has just released episode 198, On the Road to 200. Uh, so be sure to be tuning into these episodes leading up to the, the, the grand 200 that we're about to do. He's told me there's a special guest he has for the episode. I don't even know who it is. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned there. I'm on social media at Connor underscore McCabe. Uh, and uh, lastly, again, check us out on Patreon. If you like me, you like hearing me talk to people about video games, I guarantee you're going to love what you find there over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Um, one of the big features there is I do a monthly uh co-op episode version of this podcast that celestial was on that was the celeste episode (laughs) that was episode seven and we're recording episode 24 of that series so we do it monthly uh yeah this week and it's coming out on portal 2 um so have you played any of the portal series by the way i don't think i have i think i am just you know what this is a bonus recommendation portal Play portal. Uh, however you can get your hands on it it's great uh but yeah listeners i've definitely heard of it it's yeah i we're in a to make a short story very long i finally got into it this year there's only two games i just finished the second one it's amazing um but uh yeah so listener check us out there patreon.com slash super npc radio the series i was just talking about is at the ten dollar dj toad tier where we have a bunch of wonderful patrons it's a good time um but that'll do it For this episode of Call Me By Your Game, we will see you on the next one.